Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Monday, the 24th of October. First up, MXR plays banned from YouTube for insane reason. Gordon Ramsay involved. YouTube is a wild place and with an ever moving target for rules that creators have to follow, it's actually been really rough. I mean, obviously we saw the um, kind of widely publicized Ethan Klein uh, banning or you know getting a free week of vacation. Uh, that was a little more clear cut violation of terms of service. Um, but we have seen what is, in my opinion, the continued targeting of one particular channel, MXR Plays. Uh, they're a friend of the channel, and uh, it's it's been really weird. Now, they are just one strike away from total channel termination, and the reason they got the strike is absolutely insane. Now, before I get into it, I just, no sponsor, but please check if you are still subscribed. There was a sub purge last night and I saw about maybe a thousand subscribers disappear. Um, there's a button down below to subscribe if you're here on YouTube. And if you haven't yet, please do consider subscribing today. Uh, I put out five to six videos a day, five days a week. Plus I work Saturdays too. And I try to cover everything that uh, you may find important. So I hope that I'll earn your subscription today. Now, Friday, uh, MXR Place put out a tweet saying, we got a second strike for unwanted spicification of Gordon Ramsay. We poorly edited his, edited his face onto a bikini-clad girl playing Twister. We genuinely had no idea that this wasn't allowed. He isn't even a woman. If we get one more strike, our channel will be deleted. Now, what's interesting is, like, first of all, Gordon Ramsay is a public figure. He is also not a quote-unquote YouTuber. Maybe he has a YouTube channel. I'm not exactly sure. I suppose if he does, then this might fall into the um, kind of uh, uh, YouTuber on YouTuber rules. But I want to start first and foremost and say that the strike is ridiculous. Are we that, Are we going to be that sensitive? I mean, uh, this is the type of... Thing that would affect millions of videos right now on YouTube, like thumbnails. So they, they literally just like poorly, uh, like cropped out a Gordon Ramsay head and put it on a, a girl's body and they got a channel strike for that. It's absolutely absurd. And I want to, I want to go further and point out that I believe that MXR place continues to have, uh, what might be the thinnest of of ropes or shortest of ropes on YouTube and some people even think that they have some sort of you know YouTube has it kind of out for them and then he continues and I'm going to I'm going to paint a picture why some people think that you know they are living by a separate set of rules except far more strict he continues by saying it is not the thumbnail it is not the person in the bikini it's literally because we put Gordon Ramsay's head on her body YouTube told me this themselves. It's unwanted spicification of Gordon Ramsay. You don't get strikes for girls in bikinis. Now, here's the only caveat. Did Gordon Ramsay himself see the video and send us a complaint to YouTube? I'm going to guess that the odds of that are less than 1%. 
So somebody is watching this channel extremely closely. If you understand MXR plays, you understand they do in fact toe the line. I'm not going to pretend like they don't, like they're just some cat channel, okay? They do toe the line. But in the grand scheme of things, they have spicy thumbnails with hot chicks in them, okay? That's their biggest crime. They react to Reddit content. It isn't exactly damaging any, you know, and, and, and damaging or, or, you know, over the line or anything like that. And by the way, if Gordon Ramsay himself didn't strike down this video, then who's the victim here? Does Gordon Ramsay even care? So if the strike is for, quote, unwanted, you know, kind of like spicification, okay, let me just, how do they know he doesn't, he, he's not okay with it? I have a feeling that Gordon Ramsay wouldn't give the slightest of Fs. So why are they getting a channel strike for this? And also what's interesting is YouTube, I've had this happen to me a couple times in the past where I had a thumbnail that was like uh, showed a little bit too much cleave or something like that. And then just remove it. And you get like an email and it's like, hey, your, your thumbnail is too spicy. You know, you got to re-upload something different. And, th and I think that's a fine way to deal with it. So why in this case did they get a strike? That's why I think the 1% is that maybe Gordon Ramsay himself did actually see it or somebody on his team and complain. He continues to write, regardless. So now it says, so regardless of the absurd of this, when we get back in 15 days, so it's a two week, you get two weeks unpaid vacation. The next two months of uploads will be cooking, reading comments, unboxing, and looking at kittens. Reaction videos just have too high of a risk on this platform. Well, again, to be fair, they do react to like, you know, spicy content. But in my opinion, you know, and, and again, as somebody who's been doing this over a decade, who's been reporting on, you know, community guidelines, kind of violations and things of that nature, um, I wouldn't say anything that they have would warrant a strike. And what's curious to me is in, in other situations, like for example, where I've had a, a thumbnail that, you know, maybe was a little too spicy or something like that, they just remove it. So did Gordon Ramsay himself issue this strike? Cause that's the only person like who cares? Like if there was a thousand videos with my head on like a super fat body or a thin body or a woman's body, who cares? Like, first of all, that feels like it would fall under the, under the area of, uh, fair use. Se secondarily, it feels like, uh, just putting his head on a body of a woman is not exactly spicifying it or making it, you know, objectifying him. Because they're not like competing in some kind of weird act or some sort of like bedroom activity. So the strike doesn't make any sense at all to me. Um, and you see like this channel here, this is not, I mean, by the way, when you have two strikes, like that's it. Like you get one more strike, your channel's off the platform forever and you're never coming back. Now, is Rumble getting better? Sure is. I think I actually made like $10 there yesterday. And yeah, like, I don't mean that like from a negative perspective, I mean, of all other video platforms that I've supported over the past seven years, I've made $0 from them. 
Rumble is the very first one that's starting to sell advertising and making it work. If we go back to a previous, you know, this is from just a year or two ago. You have, um, oh, look at this. Jeremy Habalei was aghast with YouTube's latest move. He called this YouTube team incompetent and said that, it, I didn't even know this article was about me. It might've been the stupidest reason to ever getting a strike. The YouTube account is MXR Plays, a channel run by two YouTubers called MXR and Potastic Panda. We're all known for posting memes and reaction to funny videos. Um, however, a few days later, YouTubers received another strike, which they initially thought was because of a video of a crocodile and a lynx fighting, which they had reacted upon. As you can see, it was a second strike, which meant they were only one away from having account terminated. It was later revealed that the strike was given to them for a video of a, a, a child uh, using fireworks. As absurd as it sounds, that was the reason given by YouTube. As you can see in the clip below, the YouTubes are aghast. And one of them, Potastic Panda, whose real name is Genie. I don't care about saying that. They're, they see, they use their real names. And Henry, um, like, again, this is, this is something that, like, how do you stay above? Like, this is such a ridiculous thing to give strikes for. These are the type of videos that you would see on America's Funniest Home Videos. You know, and like... They did end up getting this strike lifted. But I mean, this is like, you know, this is a channel that continual, continuously gets falsely, or I believe, um, unfairly targeted uh, for YouTube strikes. Now, I will make a tweet about this, and hopefully uh, you'll open a new window, because if you leave the video, then YouTube won't show this video to other people. It's weird analytics algorithm thing. But... Uh, and you'll share it and we can get team YouTube to take a look at this because it's important because like, how the heck are you even supposed to keep up? And then by the way, again, two weeks unpaid vacation too for, for the strike of uh, putting Gordon Ramsay's head on a beautiful woman. And next up today, Ethan Klein just doubled down on his meltdown as Ben Shapiro mocks the H3 podcast host ban. The situation around the uh, ban of Ethan Klein continues to kind of percolate uh, and uh, as Ethan continues to seethe on Twitter, I'm sure that his return next Friday will have plenty of venom uh, for people that covered this situation, including myself. Look, I think the obvious thing, the reason people take a little bit of schadenfreude or a little bit of joy in his ban is that he has been so pro deplatforming lately. Uh, a a um, characteristic that I don't know anyone if anyone really saw coming, but you know this is a man that you know celebrated the deplatforming of several creators over the years at least for for sure Andrew Tate. Again, that isn't me saying I agree with the things that that guy says. It's just you know hey, live by the sword, die by the sword. Now I don't think Ethan Klein should be permanently banned. I think a strike was a fair uh, penalty for the things that he said. Uh, I would not, you know, I wasn't personally offended because I'm not Ben Shapiro and I'm not Jewish. So I don't have like any, I've, I've said this openly before on the channel. I don't even know what that, what like, I, I don't, I, and many of my Jewish viewers have emailed me to say like, okay, here's what, here's the difference. Cause I like legitimately don't know, um, you know, like, oh, our, I just thought people, I just thought they were white people, just, you know, that, that they're white people. No, no, they're Jewish, but they're not white. They're over. 
I don't know and I don't care. I just prefer to view people on their own individual statistics and not whatever compartments they want to put each other in. But uh, yeah, so the seething has been strong and Ben has been uh, taking a bit of a victory lap. Now, Ben put out this video on what, Saturday, saying no tears shed over Ethan Klein's YouTube suspension. And essentially what he's saying is, and look, by the way, I also want to be clear. I saw some of this in the comment section, like, I'm no like Ben Shapiro guy, you know, like um, we cover similar topics, but you know, I, I don't uh, agree with everything he says either. Um, and both of them, you know, uh, you know, Ben likes to demand the United States get involved in all sorts of things. And it's just, I, you know, whatever. I, I'm just saying Ben's not perfect either, but I don't think he's ever said anything like so heinous that would, you know, necessitate a YouTube strike. The guy knows the rules. Um, and you can see the comment section. I'm happy he was banned. He's constantly advocating for people to be banned for no reason. It's crazy how different Ethan is now compared to how he was when he first started his YouTube channel. It's sad just how far he's fallen. Honestly, the betrayal of Peterson was sad for me. Those are such good interviews, and Jordan Peterson was nothing but nice and respectful to H3. It really shows how shallow those people are. Of course, people holding on to uh, Ethan Klein, like seemingly randomly uh, deleting two of his most popular videos, uh, an interview of Jordan B. Peterson on his channel, and not just, you know, he didn't just like quietly delete them. He took time to like make terribly uh, strong statements about Jordan Peterson, statements that I don't believe are true using like the buzzwords like oh I love alt-right pipeline you know it's like Ethan Klein is not a deep thinker in my opinion he gets basically his talking points from Hassan or mainstream media um you see like I'm against cancel culture and banning people but Ethan is a person who is in favor of deplatforming so I will not be on his side now it's an interesting position to be like I think that you know within the YouTube terms of service him getting a strike is probably reasonable uh, I wish that wasn't the case. Like, so there's this big like mixture or there's kind of like this uh, misconception. I, I mean, I would prefer he didn't get a strike. I would prefer he get to say whatever he want because then it would mean as only if that means everyone else can say whatever they want um, without getting strikes, you know, within reason. I think that you have, if you take his description in good faith that it was a quote unquote joke, um, you know, that shouldn't be something you get a strike for. However, that is something you get a strike for on this platform these days. Video was deleted from YouTube. And now he's whining about it. He's, he's very, very upset about it. He said it was just a joke. It's mean. It says the joke I was suspended for simply points out that Ben, who is desperate to be accepted by his Christian nationalist friends as white, will only ever be seen by them as a useful idiot and sadly for him, a Jew. I um, guys, I'm pretty sure that the people who like the show and listen to my stuff know I'm a Jew. Not exactly hiding it. That was a point that I made, too, in the video. It was such a weird thing. Like, I don't think Ethan Klein has really had to ever deal with much in his life. But, like, it was such a weird thing to, like, accuse Ben Shapiro of being ashamed of being Jewish while also then accusing Ben Shapiro his friends or viewers of being anti-Semitic. I mean, that's what that statement is saying. And I thought, boy, what a weird thing to say. But they see me as a Jew because I'm a Jew. 
You can tell by the funny hat on my head that I wear literally every day since my childhood. But Ethan Klein being not a very good person and, uh, and a, a tacit excuse maker for genocidal terror groups like Hamas, uh, he is... Uh, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's trying to claim that he is the real fighter against anti-Semitism. He says he is constantly excusing, enabling, and, perf- and platforming real anti-Semitism. This is coming from a guy who literally put out a post last year making excuses for, again, genocidal terror group Hamas. Okay, so what does this mean? Should Ethan Klein lose... And again, I, I don't think that I don't think that Ethan properly quantifies exactly what he thinks. What he when he says he's, when he talks about him like platforming hate or platforming anti-Semitism, Semitism. Sorry, he he doesn't really d- define that, does he? He just says he does this, right? And that's like a very common tactic of of I guess of all people. To be fair, I think you know Ethan in this particular case is having a bit of a melty. He's very angry that he had uh, got, you know, held to the same standards. I mean, let me ask you this. If you really believe for even one second, so Ethan's been like melting down saying, oh, it was all these people that were mad at me. And I'm going to show you that in a second. But like the the reality is uh, if you think that, like look at the way the room reacted when you said the thing that he said, by the way, we can't even show that anymore. I went back and had to edit all my videos that had the intro in because a small commentary channel was simply like re- reacting to the content. And I'm not sure if it was pre-ban or post-ban, but they got a strike, which seems ridiculous. Why can't, why can't people react to it, especially if that was before the strike? So I was like, oh crap, I better delete all my intros that my editors worked so hard on because... Now it's been struck, so I, I can't like risk getting a strike for having the clip, which again, another weird gray area. Um, but like, if you look at the way that the room reacts when he says that thing, everybody in that room knows they're about to get a strike. Um, a, a B, who are the three people behind the camera, they all knew. They all reacted in a way that, you know, is normal, like a, what a normal human being would do and be like, oh my God, like what did you just say? Like, that seems a little over the top. Um, but like, again, taking zero risk, you'd think at some point the guy would take some responsibility, but he just refuses. He posts this now, found the people that reported me on YouTube. And it's some weirdo uh, people who, uh, I don't even want to show that, uh, their website. Some weirdo people that uh, have some stupid ideas Okay, maybe. I, I don't even know or care about them. All I know is that they've been around for a long time and they have some, like, they, are, they don't like Jewish people. This is what was basically what I could say. I, I mean, I, that's from my cursory look at the news coverage of, um, or the coverage around, like, the things that they're saying, the things, the little pamphlets that they're putting on people's doors, things like that. And by the way, they've been around long before Kanye West said anything he said. Um, but then he writes, then again, he says, Los Angeles, 10, 22, That's the day that they were there. This is Ben Shapiro's target, target audience. So again, according to Ethan Klein, Ben Shapiro, an open Jewish man is targeting people who don't like Jews. I just don't get that. What's the joke? And you see like Anthony is back. I disagree with them, but you can still cry harder. Like a lot of people just like, 
Uh, you know, I thought you liked being canceled because it was just an opportunity to grow, take it in stride, Ethan. I, I mean, like these are these are just like a weird meltdown. And like he should probably be careful because Ben Shapiro has like real money, not like YouTube money. And um, you know, if I were Ben, I'd probably be getting a little annoyed when you're when you're really skirting the line on saying that like, oh, Ben Shapiro's audiences are are uh, anti anti-Semitic or. Ben Shapiro platforms uh, these things or that thing like you'd have to actually quantify some of these statements. And, you know, I think as Ethan knows, lawsuits are very expensive. So I'm really surprised that he's like being so reckless. But that's kind of who he is. And then, of course, like I have a huge apology from actions past few years. I've heard a lot of people in the process of ruining my good reputation. Psych. I'm trying to lose weight, by the way. Good for him. I am, too. I'm uh, I'm working on like my. uh water intake now on these this thing actually you know like hey free shout out like i won't even say the name of the company although i'm worried about drinking out of plastic people say some weird things about that so maybe they make a metal one i don't know um but like or glass but i'd probably break that but this does help these big gallon jugs with like little hour by hour things so i'm like oh crap it's uh one o'clock right now i'm right on time but i gotta drink more by three and then because I'm old and I don't like to drink a bunch of water before bed, because that means I just got to get up three or four times. I try to finish it all by six or seven. But uh, fun fact anyway. So, I mean, I think that really, if Ethan really looks in, in inward, he knows what he said was wrong. He knows what he said was strike worthy. It's not like they banned him from the platform. Okay. He only puts out an episode or two a week anyway. So it's not like that big of a deal. Um, you know, my channel puts out six videos a day. So, if, you know, a strike on my channel, that's why I'm so careful. You know, that's, um, I don't know, 30 or 40 videos that get cut down, basically. And next up, Mr. Beast gets cancelled by woke clowns for insane reason. Mr. Beast did nothing wrong. We've all heard the old timey saying that no good deed goes unpunished. And that's exactly what it seems like is happening to Mr. Beast as... Many completely clueless morons, uh, mostly on Twitter and also on TikTok, are enraged that uh, he, you know, according to them, promised to pay for everyone's groceries and then just never showed up. Except there's a lot more to the story than just that. If you're unaware of Mr. Beast or who he is or what he does, I don't really know what to tell you. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's going to be or will be easily the largest YouTuber uh, in history uh, across multiple channels. The guy is worldwide. He's a big deal. And he's largely remained relatively free of any kind of weird, you know, um, bad karma or bad behavior, including like a lame attempt. I think it was, was it Lorenzo Taylor, loser Taylor Lorenz at some point to try and cancel him because he made his money allegedly in crypto or some, someone of that nature, but like, whatever. So here's the story. Uh, he has a uh, philanthropic group, a group of people or a business that goes and helps out the community. Something that is like, should be above criticism. Well, he had intended to, uh, I guess, pay for everyone's groceries at some local, uh, 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 Piggly Wiggly. And uh, if you don't know what Piggly Wiggly is, he, you, I, I think I thought they were just a Midwest thing. But, um, you know, what happened was employees leaked that he was going to be there. And 
loads of people showed up and, in my opinion, acted intensely greedy, filling their, sh- their shopping carts to the brim um, and uh, leaving a gigantic mess for employees to clean up. Uh, here's just a small video clip of the scene. Not coming today. Can I pay for my beer and my sausages? She'll take you over there. They should. They'll take me. Mr. Beast is not coming. Look at this lady's cart. Look at this lady's cart. Okay. I see all the essentials in there: cookies, Oreos, chocolate milk. Uh, looks like more cookies uh, stuff here. Uh, all the essentials. And I'm the one to get to tell y'all so. Oh god, get him. Look at that cart. Steaks, every just thousands of dollars in groceries. Oh no, by the way, these a lot of these people just left their carts, walked out of the store. So all the employees had to to clean up. Anybody intending on Look at this cart. Just the, yeah. Getting groceries on the regular. Mr. Beast is not coming today. There are security issues. He can't even get here. I didn't even. By the way, people are calling him racist, of course. I know about this till last night, so I have no idea what's going on. They just called me in. So, of course, the responses are as typical. Not Mr. Beast promising to pay for people's food and groceries, then flaking and not showing up. He knew his audience. So why did he do something like that? First, first of all, okay, uh, Mr. Beast is 100% in the right. If only this happened, he intended to pay for groceries and an employee leaked it, okay? That alone is enough to give him every reason to walk away from this, all right? Second of all, the way these people were happy to take advantage and, and take thousands of dollars in groceries per cart, um, I think says a little something about you. Um, now, if you did that and you at least stayed to put it back, okay, fine. Uh, I think that exonerates you of, of being kind of greedy. But like, I just think like, if you are that, like, I just don't understand, right? Like, again, if you showed up and you're like, ah, crap, okay, whatever, and you left, that's fine. And, you know, to, I don't see anybody having huge meltdowns here. I see a lot of disappointment. Um, you see here, to all the people in the comments saying these people didn't deserve to have their groceries paid for, that's not the point. Mr. Beast made a commitment and broke it because he couldn't milk them for content. Beta stuff. What? Like, how stupid are these people? Even if, by the way, you know, even if Mr. Beast didn't want to physically show up due to safety concerns, you think he's not capable of writing a check to cover these people grocery? What? First of all, and this person writes, he never promised anything to the people. He told the store manager that he may do it, and the manager spread it, not Mr. Beast. So don't know how he's at fault for not showing up when it's a major safety risk. And here's people replying to Mr. Beast. Weren't you supposed to go buy, pay for everyone's groceries, but had a security concern? And again, here, WF, my kids are starving now. 
You paid. You said you paid for the groceries. They were looking forward to finally being able to. I'm sure that's a joke, but also sent for the iPhone. There are hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets like this. You see, this wouldn't have started filling my cart until he was there, but at least some volunteers helped employees put all the groceries back. You know how many. You know how many of those groceries are now going, you know, by the way, wasted that they can't be resold? How many people were taking steaks and chicken and stuff like that out of the frozen section and just leaving it sit in their cart for hours? Did Piggly Wiggly put that stuff back that stuff back on the shelf? Now, again, according now this according to uh, Mr. B saying we have been going around town all week doing small acts of kindness. This is from Mr. Beast. Small acts of kindness for people who could use help. I wanted to go to Piggly Wiggly to discreetly pay for some people, people's groceries when they checked out. So we asked the Piggly Wiggly manager for permission to film at the store. They decided to spread the word far and wide that I was coming to buy out the store. People were saying that the employees were telling them the day before to come the next day. To get free stuff from Mr. Beast, parentheses, which we were not aware of, and asked them not to tell anyone. Basically, the employees lied to people. In fact, if you want to be mad at anyone, it's the manager that leaked it. If the manager had said nothing about it, if the manager had said nothing about it, then people who were there honestly just trying to get their groceries uh, and get on with their lives and get on with their, you know, with everything going on in their life, they would have got free groceries. If you want to blame anyone, it is 100% the fault of the manager of this store. Mr. Beast had absolutely zero obligation to show up and pay for these people's groceries. Now, they say it's a safety concern, but what I would have said was, bro, these people are trying to take advantage of me. Like, there's charity... And then there's telling all your friends and family to show up and take all the meat and steaks and everything out of the refrigerators and go stand in line all day long, potentially, to get to have someone else buy you groceries. That's that's not an organic act of kindness. That doesn't make for a good video either, does it? Now, I understand being maybe this comes off as insensitive. I don't know. But like, I, I just think that like. Wow, what a what a, an, a, a, a what you know? Were there people in that crowd that genuinely needed the help? I'm really hoping that I'm sure. Were there people there that were just there to get a bunch of free stuff? Absolutely. You can look at the carts; they're all full of candy and cookies and alcohol and all this kind of stuff. That's not what people buy when they really need help. Uh, and and the fact of the matter is, these people took advantage of him, and if he. If that alone was the reason he canceled it, I would have fully supported it. Okay. Um, but unfortunately he gets blowback and you're going to end up, he's going to end up having to donate more money or something like that. You know, the web had had, to, uh, the web has been broken up over the canceled Piggly Wiggly visit. For the reason that TikTok went, video went viral. There is someone who considered the grocery store clients had been improper to be profiting from Mr. Beast. That's just the fact. And others who consider Mr. Beast was within the improper was improper for canceling his charitable act final minute. No, everyone was that that was there shouldn't have been there. He didn't say I'm gonna buy the city free groceries. Like you could see others continue adding Loopy, how many individuals actually acquired six hundred dollars of meals and extra in all them carts attempting to make the most of Mr. Beast's cash? Alternative one Twitter user post. 
He's a multimillionaire and groceries are effing costly. Lamal paying for these people's groceries gained him influence. <laughs> if you know anything about Mr. Beast, you know he doesn't care about money. And buying those groceries, um, you know, you can see back in January 2021, he spent at five different grocery stores to give aid to the neighborhood. YouTuber crammed eight U-Hauls with their meals from the grocery store as a charitable donation, which was over $120,000. It was all filmed for a YouTube video, which Mr. Beast mentioned he spent around six hundred dollars to $700,000 from his own personal pocket. He also donated $100,000 to charity uh, to, I think it was Children's Hospital or something like that, because he... <laughs> He won a game of rock, paper, scissors against Dwayne, the rock Johnson. He, in fact, the rock had to donate it. Even though Mr. Beast won, he still donated a hundred K to charity. I mean, this guy is like, I mean, people want to like complain about everything. This is why, like, this is why people doing good things don't happen very often. Now I'm happy to see a lot of these TikTok comments where it's like, you know, uh, it's sad the people left the store once they found out Mr. Beast wasn't going to pay for their selfish needs. All that meat went to waste. Exactly, that's what I just said. All that meat went to, went to waste. If they were getting a responsible amount of stuff that they needed, that's cool, but they really did overdo it, taking advantage of it. So I would say, like, fortunately, most people, the greed was real. I'm happy he didn't show up. I bet half of them don't even know who he is. Uh, they trashed the store. I feel bad for workers. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just sad. It's just sad. Miss, I a hundred percent don't think this is Mr. Beast's fault. If you want to complain, it's the manager's fault who couldn't keep their mouth shut. Uh, and also shame on these people for, uh, turning that store into a, a disaster and wasting all that food that they probably didn't need in the first place. And next up today, Joe Biden to block Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. Looks like the deal is set to close in just four days. Elon Musk to uh, officially take over control of Twitter on Friday. Unless old Papa Joe Biden wants to get involved. That's right. Joe Biden has the power to stop the deal. And many, it would seem in mainstream media, seem very excited by the idea. I wonder why that might be. I just wonder why would the establishment media want the establishment to stop elon musk from purchasing twitter could it be that twitter is an extraordinarily valuable political tool and that they know that first of all that it's in my opinion slanted towards their quote-unquote team maybe they also know that if people see the real opinion of others out there people see what's really trending in this country it's not going to be the same old tired crap every single day and people are going to see that you know maybe uh, america isn't all that concerned with fat acceptance and all this other crap that twitter tries to say is uh is trending that day maybe that's why now this article uh comes from dan DeFrancisco. Elon Musk, Twitter saga could finally be coming to an end this seven hours ago. Checking in from New York City, and here's hoping you had a great weekend. Today we are covering an investment bake, trimming headcount, blah, blah, blah. But first, it's the end of an era. The end of the line for Elon and Twitter. What a long trip it's been. This might be the best way to sum up Elon Musk's Twitter saga. 
that has played out over the past six plus months. Today marks 193 days since Musk first offered to buy Twitter. It finally appears the end is in sight, or at least the closing of the transaction. Earlier this month, with the judge ruled that the deal must close by October 28th, which is then it has to go to trial, by the way, which is this Friday, or a trial will be held. Still, things are far from buttoned up. The main issue remains how Musk will come up with the $44 billion needed to actively actually buy Twitter. This isn't one of those buy now, pay later situations. Musk already owns $12.5 billion in debt financing, uh, has it lined up from his buddies at the big banks. Oh, his buddies, huh? Uh, more on that later. But that leaves $32 billion yet to be accounted for. And while plenty of folks are willing to get in on the action when the economy was humming, there isn't much appetite these days. On Friday, Wedbush analyst Dan Ives highlighted that many have speculated for a while Musk will need to sell anywhere in the range of $5 billion to $10 billion of his Tesla stock to finance the deal. It's pretty simple. The more investors that bail on the deal, the more money Musk needs to contribute and therefore more Tesla stock. Now, if I were a Musk biopic, if this were... This would make for a cool montage scene. They'd play Money by Pink Floyd and Musk taking a bunch of meetings to secure enough cash, but that probably won't happen or will. P.S. The government is reportedly considering a national security reveal of the deal because, of course, it is. And this is where Papa Joe... I would not be shocked if, if like there was more truth to this than we know. The government... The, in particular, the establishment or the Democrats, they know how powerful Twitter is as a tool. They also know how powerful it is for specifically Democrats because of the way that it, in my opinion, unfairly targets right-leaning voices for bans or at minimum shadow bans and suppression. This is something they've, they've called de-boosting. The U.S. government is considering a national security review of Elon Musk's $44 billion Twitter acquisition. If it happens, Joe Biden could ultimately end the deal. The U.S. government is considering national security reviews. Uh, Musk plans to purchase Twitter. We all know that. Um, with big help from foreign investors, including Saudi Arabia's Prince, Qatar's Sovereign Wealth Fund, and Binance Holding, which was founded by a Chinese businessman, and have concern have concerned the Biden administration officials, the people told Bloomberg. Really? Interesting that they just had a uh, TikTok star in the White House uh, who plays a caricature of women, who's a biological man, who plays a caricature of women. Why isn't Joe Biden worried about TikTok, which is 100% Chinese-owned? I mean, sure, they have their little United States head headquarters here, but are you kidding me? Now you care? Now you're worried about who owns our who owns our governments, who owns our who owns our uh, data. Officials are considering which tools they could use to review Musk's ventures, including action by the Committee of Foreign Investment, which reviews foreign takeovers of American businesses. Per Bloomberg, well, it wouldn't exactly be a foreign takeover, would it? Especially if Elon was like the primary stakeholder, which I'm assuming he would. If the Twitter acquisition was to be reviewed by the CFIUS, CFIUS acronym for national security reasons, the agency could recommend to President Biden, Biden that he nixes the deal, something Musk himself has tried and failed to do in recent months. In fact, he even commented on it uh, when Nick Lentz wrote, it would be hysterical if the government stopped Elon Musk from overpaying for Twitter 
To which Elon replied with a 100% laughing, uh, crying emoji. Presidents have ended deals in the past on the recommendation of Cephas. In 2019, former President Donald Trump blocked Beijing Shinji information technology companies attempt to acquire hotel management platforms, stay in touch after a recommendation from Cephas. After initially offering to buy Twitter back in April, must try to back out of the deal. Of course, blah, 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 blah. A Twitter user replied to the post about the Bloomberg article saying it would be hysterical if the government has stopped Elon. Musk replied with 100%. Consistent with law and practice, Cephas does not publicly comment on transactions that may or may not be reviewing, a government spokesperson told Insider. Bloomberg reported that people with knowledge of the discussion around the security reviews as saying the talks were in early stages. SpaceX's Starlink internet network could also be subject to national security review, the same people reportedly said. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what, um, if you really know, if you know what Starlink's about, again, I'm a user of Starlink, you know what, could, what it could provide in terms of freedoms, in terms of uh, alternate platforms. You know, when you have Starlink, you have potential for internet freedom, you have potential for, I mean, down the road, Tesla needs to have a phone so that it can distribute apps and it can break up the, uh, well, a functional monopoly, but oligopoly, I suppose, it would still be an oligopoly if Tesla was in the, in, the, in the world. But, you know, where Google Play and Apple iTunes control what 99% of the population has access to. Um, by adding a third option, Tesla, you could really shake things up. Now, Bloomberg does say, as of this morning, Musk's tweets irk Biden, but offers scant room for security review. Review by Cephas would likely bring on legal challenges and administration weighing national security risks of his tweets. I mean, I, I don't think that we're going to see, you know, much of a pushback here from the government. Although, I mean, it's simply because it would be kind of on the nose, like it would be kind of on the nose. You see Musk's tweet, um, alarm over Elon Musk's recent Quote, Russia-friendly tweets is driving the Biden administration officials to explore using a secretive review panel to assess the national security re reviews risks of his business interests. Isn't that funny? They suddenly are worried about foreign interference, but he has a literal son who he doesn't ever mention publicly. I mean, I think that's pretty curious who uh, had big, 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 big salaries and lots of connections with China and worked in Ukraine on their power industry. Well, that's for a different video on a different platform, I imagine. Experts say that deploying the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States to investigate Musk's dealing, including his pending $44 billion purchase of Twitter, is unlikely to work and would face legal challenges. There may be an argument for some sort of review, but it's thin, according to Emily Kilcrease, a senior fellow at the Center of New American Scrutiny. Security, sorry. The panel would only get involved if foreign investors were taking a controlling stake in the new company. She said something Musk doesn't even appear ready to allow. U.S. officials have grown uncomfortable over Musk's recent threat to stop supplying Starlink satellite to Russian Ukraine, or to Ukraine, sorry. And what they see is his increasingly Russia-friendly stance. By the way, he can have whatever stance he wants. And if you know what, if you want to secure internet for Ukraine, then pay for it. Right? I'm a Starlink customer. My, my bandwidth is getting gobbled up by non-paying customers in foreign countries. Okay. Starlink already doesn't provide the bandwidth that they promised for the $500 a month their business plan is. So 
If they have 100,000 extra people who aren't paying for the platform, leeching bandwidth, guess what? I'm a paying customer and I don't accept that. I don't care what it's for. All right. If the US government wants to print, take my tax money and pay for it, well, I really can't do much about that. But I can be pissed that they're not paying for it. All right. So, I mean, you know, you see Twitter stock uh, down, Tesla stocks down. People aren't really sure how much stock he's going to sell. We know that essentially Friday is D-Day for this deal. I suspect it will close sooner than that. But, uh, you know, he's not exactly writing a check for 50 bucks. So moving around this amount of money uh, could be interesting. And it's going to be really interesting if Joe Biden tries to get his uh, get involved because that'll be awfully telling to those of us that know exactly why they would be very concerned about Twitter uh, being less censorious. And last up, a woke disgrace, Joe Biden meets with TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney as his nation can't afford food. I, I, I'm really struggling. I know I have trans viewers, so maybe you can email me and tell me this, but like, I don't know if this Dylan Mulvaney person, how, I don't know how they're perceived by the actual trans community. It seems like to me that they are mocking trans people, that they are um, like, I, I don't really understand, but I know inflation's never been higher. I know that, you know, we have a major crisis going on at our border. We've got, according to our government, you, you know, we've got potential World War III happening, but Joe Biden made sure to make time to meet with, in person, by the way, uh, this individual, and the interview was just as absurd as you might have expected. It's like, and one day our, our, our media is telling us every, you know, the world is, is coming to an end and, and the president's just working day and night to keep up with everything. And then I see this crap and look, I, I happen to be, and again, I know I'll get some emails. I know, I know I have uh, trans viewers, so I'm curious. But like, I think this is like just a huge elaborate troll and that Dylan Mulvaney figured out a, a niche to get a t attention and get popular. And now they're like stuck in it. See, trans activist Dylan Mulvaney apparently had a meeting with President Joe Biden in the White House to discuss, quote, trans issues, among other things. Her, their qualification? Zero. They have enough social media. The reason Joe Biden took this meeting is so that th that Dylan Mulvaney would make a TikTok. Mulvaney has been in the headlines lately after Alta Beauty campaign was negatively received by the company's mostly female fan base. The TikTok influencer boasts 8.3 million followers for the Days of Girlhood series, <clears throat> which documents Mulvaney's, quote, transition experience. In the latest installment, Mulvaney teases a White House interview, which will be allegedly be made public on Sunday, which we saw, and I'll show you a clip. It's day 222 of being a girl. I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm going to the White House to speak with the president. Mulvaney gushes in a TikTok clip, which was filmed in a hotel room. The influencer was wearing a shirt that says, don't mess with trans kids. Kids aren't trans, are they? I, I, I don't, I don't, is that a thing? You know the phrase of may have girl boss too close to the sun, going to this, that the social media start continued. And as silly as I am here, I'm ready to step up and show that trans people, we're not going anywhere. And that trans kid deserves, kids deserve a fighting chance. And then they talk about their clothes. Now, this individual, uh, 
has made in you know essentially a mockery of I think women first of all look at this by the way this video it has nine upvotes it's unlisted because it was getting ratioed I imagine it has nine upvotes I wonder I wonder if it has any down votes let's just take a quick peek a quick ah. A quick peek. Uh, it has 63 downvotes, so nobody's really seen this video yet. It's because it's unlisted. But let's look at some of the comments. We traded mean tweets for this. Give me a break. Uh, this is what happens when good men and women do nothing. These people need help. Uh, this video made me more fearful for our future children. Mulvaney's a better actor slash comedian than Biden is. Women say no. Uh, we are ruled by the insane. Ah, uh, yes, circus on full display. Um, so, like... Again, after watching this, I'll never be a Democrat again. Dylan was diagnosed with ADHD early and got the support because, boy, Dylan was lucky. Most females are diagnosed late because they don't recognize it because females are not important as, as male children. Being from Newtown, after everything that happened, who are males treating like, what? Okay, I, I mean, like, okay. Uh, so not a single comment in support. And some of the takes, like you see Tim Pool, I think Dylan Mulvaney is trying to insult uh, trans people and women. I, I, I think so too, but I don't know. Like uh, Alex Stein, of course, congratulations to America's first girl boss, Dylan Mulvaney, for making it to the White House and advising President Joe Biden on making America more inclusive. Uh, and actually, she ended up getting trolled. I can't catch a break right now. I'm so mad. This, some conservative, maybe he's a comic, I don't know, his name's Alex Stein, went Rock on my 99. cameo page where I make videos for people and bought a cameo under the cover of a trans woman who wanted a pump-up video because she's a swimmer and she just got bottom surgery. So I made this video thinking that I was pumping up a trans woman and it was actually purchased as a joke by this person to post on did you get their money back on his instagram he's some straight man and it just makes me sick i'm like i'm gonna post it right here because i just i think it's up. i just these people i just want to compete against the ladies why are you saying that i'm not a biological woman clearly i look like a biological woman i mean come on it's been hours tucking this thing in give me a break i should be able to have an Please leave. Oh, 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 oh. Alex hides Dylan Mulvaney from TikTok. Um, that was the little swimming song from uh, Finding Nemo because you're a swimmer. And babe, you are killing it. I'm so proud of you for for being, you know. Come on. I obviously I can't know for sure. Here's a, a Twitter handle, uh, Gaze for Trump. Writing, Dylan Mulvaney, a middle-aged man, is talking to the President of the United States about what it's like being a girl. This is one of the reasons there's going to be a red wave. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? That's a funny term that was just invented in the last couple of months, because what they're really talking about, okay, there's gender-affirming care, but what they really mean is, uh, what they're really fighting about, in my opinion, is allowing kids to chop off parts of their body. That's what they're really fighting about.
Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody wants to cut off kids going to see a therapist. Nobody wants to cut off kids going to see a doctor. What they want to stop is kids being able to chop off. Like, hey, once you're 18, my, I have a hard and fast rule with that. If you can go fight and die for your country, uh, you can do whatever you want to your body as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. And you can find a doctor who's willing to ignore uh, the do no harm phase of their, their uh, oath, and you can go get it done. That's fine. I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Really? You can see Shapeshifter. I, I guess I don't know if this person happens to be trans. I think it, they, yep, they are. Uh, I still cannot believe Dylan Mulvaney is really the face of the transgender community. It's so embarrassing. I should probably follow them. They seem pretty based. Um, Here's Ollie London. I don't know if this person is in, indeed trans or not, but I'm just trying to understand what the, that community thinks about this person because it seems like he's mocking you. Dylan Mulvaney does not represent the trans community. They do not represent women, and they do not represent girls. They represent creating a carefully crafted comedy act to profit off using the trans narrative while exploiting women and girls' lived experiences. Well, that's probably well said. That was said before the visit to the White House. I, I just don't understand. Like, this country is a joke right now. People can't pay for their freaking groceries. Did you see how many people? I did a, a video earlier today. Uh, hundreds of people lined up at a Piggly Wiggly to get their groceries paid for by Mr. Beast. Like, people can't pay for their freaking groceries in this country. Here's Matthew Watkins saying, regarding the news of Dylan Mulvaney's recent visit to the White House, if you strip away all the socially constructed concepts like, quote, President, USA, TikTok, and trans, what's left? Old man gives younger man cookie for pretending to be a young girl. <laughs> the Oval Office gave me a cookie. I mean, I, I don't even understand. This is somebody who calls a woman's privates a Barbie wallet. Day 74 of being a girl, round of applause for the makeup. And I wore this outfit shopping today and I thought that these might be my new shopping shorts, but I was walking around and everyone was staring and I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. What? And Libby Evans, of course, says, you know, quote, qualifications to interview the president, being a TikTok, being on TikTok and taking estrogen. Quote, we just saw a grown, grown, man, grown male kinkster who has influence in the Oval Office. That's what we saw, Libby Evans said. This is a man who's previous to this was interviewing animals on TikTok and hardly got any views, went trans and made their career. It's, it's a valid point, isn't it? Prior to this, he identified as gay. Then he decided that he was non-binary. After that, he decided he was actually a woman. Started taking estrogen and documenting what he calls, quote, girlhood on TikTok. She continued, referencing Mulvaney's now infamous Days of Girlhood series. He posted a video every day. One was about being a bimbo. One was about the bulge in his shorts. He called women's uh, privates, I think, Barbie pouches is what he said. 
He gets a canopy bed and it's all very exciting to be a girl and you're in your mid twenties. He gets all kind of awards. Now he gets special access to the president. He had it lambasting the fact that the press can't even get their questions asked. I mean, that's a fair question. I mean, think before you vote people. And by the way, anybody, and also at the local level, like if, if there's anybody at your local government that doesn't think this is insanity, uh, be looking for different candidates. This country is a joke. Hope you enjoyed this video though. And if you did, make sure you leave a like on it and you hit that red subscribe button down below and we'll talk to you again real soon.